listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anyone from anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen. I hope you don't mind, but last night I made a, a deal with the Lord that um, as long as I'm wearing my Philadelphia Phillies hat, our team will win the World Series. So we lost last night 5-2, to two, and I know it may be a little awkward during Mass to see the priest wearing the hat, so I apologize, but I, I made No, just kidding, just kidding. So <laughs> welcome, everybody, welcome. Once again, the readings today at Holy Mass are so good, so beautiful. And you know, the way the church has put together those passages of the Bible, they complement one another so beautifully. And today, the, the readings really have the theme of God's mercy. And that is a theme that I would love to preach about every day of the year. What an important and wonderful theme that God loves us. He is merciful, and he was always willing to forgive us if only we would receive his forgiveness. In that first reading from the Book of Wisdom, we're being told that God wants to have mercy on everyone and that he's very patient. He overlooks people's sins so that they may repent. Um, and, you know, I was thinking... It would be easy enough for me here in my homily to give some sort of teaching, like a theology lesson on God, on his love, how his love comes to us both through mercy and justice, and how he offers to us the, the forgiveness of our sins and invites us to repent so that we could receive that forgiveness. But you know, probably something that's even better than giving a theology lesson really is stories. Stories. So often we see in the teachings of our Lord Jesus, he used stories, parables, encounters with people, 
And it's almost as if the stories really are more memorable, right? As you're going through your day, you can call to mind details of these stories. They're kind of interesting, but then also the, the theological lesson is presented through the story. And I think that's important because we, we don't want to be in a place where we think of God is, is somehow disconnected from our reality, but rather the grace of God is at work, particularly through things that happen. So in this story today, we have a wonderful um, illustration of the way Jesus loves us and offers us mercy and forgiveness. We have him going to Jericho. And if you know anything about the Bible, what do you think about when you hear about the city of Jericho? Well, they have wonderful dates there. They're big and juicy and delicious. <laughs> no. But you think of the wall. Right, Jericho was that city with the wall, and when Joshua and the children of Israel in the Old Testament finally arrived at the Holy Land, the first place they came was Jericho. And you remember the story of them marching around Jericho seven times with the Ark of the Covenant. And on the seventh time, they would blow the trumpets. And you remember what happened? The walls came tumbling down. And so this is somehow the background of what's happening in this story, the walls of Zacchaeus's heart will come down. And we're told that Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and then St. Luke adds, he was a wealthy man. No kidding. <laughs> that's, that's what tax collectors are wealthy. And you know, nobody likes a tax collector, right? Even now, we do not like the tax collector, right? And this man, here he is, um, and he's, he's also, we're told, and I love this detail, he was short. He was a little guy. So I think of, you know, Brother Pius over here, my bodyguard. <laughs> and it's interesting that he, in his littleness, he's unable to see Jesus. So what does he do? He overcomes the struggle by going up into a tree. And whenever you, you think of the tree in the Bible, right, you think of Adam and Eve, and the tree where the fruit of, of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil, you think of Jesus on the tree of the cross. And so here he is. And we were told Jesus had intended to pass through. He must have had a change of heart. There was something stirring in the heart of Jesus. He changes his mind. And he says to Zacchaeus, he calls him by name, Zacchaeus, come down quickly for today. I must stay at your house. And here's the detail that I think is really worth focusing on. We're told that Zacchaeus comes down and receives the Lord with joy. Did you catch that detail? With joy. Con gozo. Gozo, joy. And it really calls to mind the fact that to be forgiven of our sin is a joyful thing. We receive the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. It's joyful. So whenever you go to the sacrament of confession, you should go get ice cream after. Especially if you go to Stop and Shop and you find the Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche Churro bars. If you had like a lot of big sins, go get those bars. Okay. It's the most delicious ice cream on planet Earth right now. But it's a joyful experience to receive the forgiveness of the Lord. And you know, as I was praying over the story of Zacchaeus in, in this encounter, um, it, I was calling to mind so many other stories 
from the gospel that kind of offers to us a fuller picture of what Jesus came to tell us about how God is. Think of the parable of the prodigal son in Luke 15. You know, the younger son spits in his father's face. He takes his inheritance and he goes off to live a life chasing after wine, women, and song, right? A life of sin. And he, he has a big conversion. And he comes back home in repentance. And the father receives him and forgives him and embraces him and throws a party. My son was lost, but now he's been found. He was dead, but now he's alive. A party is a joyful thing. Beautiful. You think of the woman who washed Jesus' feet with her tears. You remember the story. She's weeping and she's washing his feet, drying his feet with her hair. And the Pharisees were so scandalized at this. And they said, you know, this woman is a sinner. And Jesus replies, when I came to your house, you didn't give me water to wash my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair because her sins were many. And those who much is forgiven love much. Amazing. I think of another scene when Jesus is on the cross. You remember the good thief? He's up on the tree like Zacchaeus and he commits his last act of theft. He steals heaven. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replies, Amen, amen, I say to you, this day you will be with me in paradise. You think of the man with the lost sheep. He goes in search of the one. He leaves the 99. And when he finds the lost sheep, he gathers the sheep in joy. Or the woman who loses the coin. And she cleans her house until she finds the coin. And she's so happy that she calls her neighbors in for a party and probably spent the coin on food. You know, like There's that theme of, of the joy of the Lord's um, grace and mercy and forgiveness. Um, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. Um, and so a little bit more about how to understand what this might mean for each one of us. So we want to understand that the Lord's offer to forgive us our sins is not something that we earn. St. Paul was very clear about that, that salvation is a gift. A gift. You don't earn it. It's not something that you can buy. And I was thinking about how amazing that is. It's not even a gift we deserve. That's what makes it amazing. It's like even when we don't deserve it, we've done nothing to earn it. The loving heart of God the Father offers us forgiveness and mercy. Um, it's almost like as if, I was thinking about if you've ever studied the history of religion in the world, so much religion has been about trying to figure out a way to get the deity to be favorable, right? You know, for like good weather, for the harvest, or praying that there won't be an earthquake or a volcano. Or I think of the Aztecs down in Mexico, they would do sacrifices so that the sun would rise in the morning. They were so afraid it wouldn't rise. You know, like so much religion was centered around trying to figure out how to get on the good list of, of God. And then along comes the real God in the flesh, Jesus, the incarnation. And he teaches us that we don't have to do any of that. It's okay. That the Father 
offers us love and mercy and forgiveness because it's who he is. God is love. God is love. And he radiates goodness and love and mercy and forgiveness. But we need to receive that forgiveness through repentance. Um, I'll never forget one day I was going somewhere and I was in Port Authority in New York City getting ready to get on a bus. You've ever been there, it's just busy. There's lots of people. And uh, I see a guy who worked there, an employee, right down the hallway and he yells at me, God loves everybody. I was like, oh no, here we go. I guess I'm asking for it, right? Because I kind of look like something out of medieval times, right? And people, you know, there's so many people around there like looking what's happening, you know. God loves everybody. God forgives everybody. We're all going to heaven. And then it was almost like there's this moment and there's these people like looking to see what is, what is the monk going to say, you know. It was almost like the okay corral. Like we were like going to have a draw, you know. And I was like, okay, you know, what am I going to say? You know, uh, there's this thing that's happening. And so I said to him, yes, God does love everybody. Yes, God does offer forgiveness to everybody. But everybody doesn't receive it. To receive his forgiveness, we must be humble and we must repent of our sin. We must ask him to forgive us. It's not the same as earning it, but it's what we do to receive the gift that is given. Right? The gift is given, but then the person must be willing to receive the gift. And that is the gospel. That is the good news. And that clearly is what Mother Mary focused on at Fatima. You know, when she spoke to the children of sin and of hell, where people go who reject God's mercy, reject God's offer for forgiveness, and, and re- inviting us to repentance, to prayer, to reparation, to intercession, for that grace to come, so important. So I'm going to conclude with an analogy. And um, I want to introduce this analogy by, first of all, apologizing to any of you who are sitting in the back row. So I'm going to talk about the back row, but I I don't mean this towards any of you, okay? So please don't take it that way. But here's the analogy. We need to remember that the forgiveness of sin is part of a bigger story. The forgiveness of sin is so that we can have a closer relationship with God. Because sin is the thing that hinders a closer relationship with God. Sin is like those walls of Jericho that keep him out. And once the walls come down, once sin is forgiven, we're able to have a closer relationship with God. That's why he wants to forgive us our sins. Because sin is the thing that damages our heart and it, it fractures our relationships. So it's not just to be forgiven, but it's also the healing of the effect of sin, which is broken relationship with God, broken relationship with each other. And it's almost like when you go into church, you have a choice where you're going to sit, right? No, nobody forced you to sit where you're sitting. And so the question is, how close do we want to get to God? You know, we can come and sit in the front row to be close to the Lord. Or we can choose to sit in the back row to be far far away. And again, no judgment on anybody. This is just an analogy. I'm aware all the real Catholics sit in the back. I'm aware. (laughs) 
But, but the choice really is ours. How close of a relationship do you want to have with God? We know what relationships are like, don't we? Because we have relationships, family, a spouse, friends. Relationships take work, don't they? <laughs> and a lot of mercy, a lot of forgiveness, but a lot of spending time together to come close. So this is the heart of what the readings are about today, that God is filled with compassion and mercy and forgiveness for the sake of having an intimate and close relationship with us. He's not happy with just waving at us from across the room. He's like, like an Italian grandfather, like, come here, come here, you, you know, <laughs> a hug. It's beautiful. And ultimately, this is the meaning of the story here. And it's joyful. The Lord goes to his home to, to share a meal, like a family meal, to be together, to be close, and to take away anything that hinders that closeness. That is the mercy and forgiveness that Jesus offers us this day. Let us pray for the grace to have courage to not be afraid, to embrace the joyful offer of forgiveness that brings us closer and closer to God our Father. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm-hmm.